So welcome everybody, this is uh, Trevor Lee and this is episode number 77 of Running 44 at 60 podcast. We're going out live on uh, December the 19th, so this will be the last episode of 2021. But I have just recorded a great episode for you, which is coming out on the 2nd, which is Sunday the 2nd of January 2022. And my special guest that day will be Andrew Ferguson, or Ferg as he is known. Ferg, who runs the organisation called Mud Crew. And he's going to be talking about his own ultra running adventures, as well as all the great, fantastic things that Mud Crew have got lined up for 2022. So make sure you tune in for that episode at the beginning of 2022. So what I'm going to do in this episode is I've decided it's the last episode of the year. So I'm going to reflect upon 2021 and my top 10 favourite events that I took part in and which hopefully will inspire you maybe to take part in some of them in 2022. But before I do that, I've got to give a plug to my book. (laughs) So I've actually written a book, and it's called 12 Business Lessons from Running an Ultramarathon. And of course, this podcast, as you will know if you're a regular listener, came about when I decided back in 2019 that I was going to run the 2021 Classic Quarter, which I did. On May the 22nd, Ray, and uh, a big, big thanks to everybody who got involved in that and supported me. And you're all listed in the book, by the way, including everybody who contributed to the amazing fundraising that that went on. And uh, I think the final total, including gift aid, was just over £7,200, which went to the music therapy programme for the Children's Hospice Southwest. So big thanks to all of you and you are all listed in the book if you do buy the book and you supported me and you're not in there then I I really do apologize but do let me know because I can always uh, change the book but I, hopefully I've got everybody listed in there now um, before you rush out onto Amazon which the where the book is available now and buy it then just hold fire because early in the new year uh, and I'll be hopefully announcing it on the podcast on the 2nd of January I'll be able to offer some sort of promotional code and then you can buy the book for a limited period at a, at a reduced rate. Which and But um, it would be great if you do that, that you leave a review. Because apparently the way to get on a top seller list in Amazon is to offer a promotional code for a limited time. But ask everybody who uses the promo code to buy the book to then write a review straight away. And then that gets you up the, the rankings. And I've got to watch it for like... Well, 72 hours, I think. And then as soon as I appear on any sort of list, uh, then I've got to get a screenshot of it and uh, and all that sort of stuff. So if that would be great if you do that. I'll let you know more details. And then, of course, that my world tour of 2022 will kick off immediately after that. Right. Let's get on with t- today's uh, show then and my top 10 2021 runs. So in at number 10 was a park run. Uh, It was a park run at the end of November, actually. And it was the weekend of the storm. You know, I'm usually in Cornwall and all the park runs in Cornwall were called off. But I was up country and I took part in the Market Raisin Racecourse Park Run. So a big shout out to anybody involved in the Market Raisin Racecourse Park Run. It was a freezing cold day. It was blowing a hoolie. It was raining. 
And, well, there were only 38 runners. Um, but the reason I've included it in my top 10 is that my brother uh, took part in his first ever park run. <laughs> he was dressed up like a, some sort of uh, Eskimo. He had all the gear on. <laughs> anyway, it slowed him down. But he came, he was first in his age category. He came 23rd in 30-odd uh, minutes or something. And he, and he thought it was fantastic. And I said to him, well... There's only 38 runners, so make the most of coming first in your age category because it might be a while before that happens again. And uh, I came 11th, which was my highest ever park run finish. And I didn't know I was 11th. I just assumed, uh, you know, I didn't realise there weren't that many runners, of course. And it's a kind of circular course, two and a half laps around the inside of the race course. So you can, to a degree, see who else is involved. And there was a guy, I was catching him up, catching him up, catching him up. And um, I thought, given the conditions, it wouldn't be, you know, it wasn't really, you know, I'm very competitive at the finish of these things. And, and this time I held back and I, you know, I didn't burst past him and give it my all and try and snatch a place on the line. I just thought, given the conditions, it wasn't the thing to do that day. And then when I was given my token, it said 11 on it. And I thought, oh, no, I missed out on the top 10. If I'd have gone for it, I could have overtaken him and been in the top 10 for the first and probably only ever time in a park run. Right, number nine was the Red Rat in August. And uh, my guest, as I mentioned, Ferg, he's coming on the show at the beginning of January and, and that's one of his events. And the Red Rat, it's the Roseland August Trails. That's the rat bit, R-A-T. And they take place in August <laughs> on the Roseland. And I've done the White Rat, which is the 11-mile version. That was in 2019. And then I did, this year, I did the Red Rat, the 20-mile version, and I'm hoping to do the Black Rat next year, although it depends on when the dates of the uh, finalised for the event next year. But it was a hard run. It was a hard run. It, and uh, I, felt, I felt this little twitch in my hamstring, you know, right at the beginning. I don't know. And I, f I found it really hard work. And it wasn't, uh, it was only, well, it was a couple of months after I did the, uh, you know, the 44-miler, which I'll talk about later. But the Red Rat is a great event, so the whole Rat Series is a great event, brilliantly organised by Mud Crew, so get yourself involved in any of their events next year. And uh, yeah, so it was number nine for me, the Red Rat, and I know that some of you listening to this podcast took part in that because I saw you there. So I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Right, number eight was the Eden Half Marathon. Now that took place in October, and it was a gorgeous day in October it really was a super day the sun was shining and the Eden Half is, is it's you know it's an iconic venue obviously and the real beauty of it is that you get a pass you well you're not get a, not only for yourself but you get two guest passes as well so my my son came with me and uh, we had a little tour of the biomes afterwards and did all that sort of stuff so if in 2022 and you're looking for a, an in, you know a great half marathon to run in the southwest in Cornwall maybe in particular then the Eden Half in October, go for that. There is a marathon version of the course as well, but it's it's, it's a mixture of off-road and roads and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, it's it's great. And of course, the, you know, the start and finish often of these things really makes it, doesn't it? You know, and you get a you get a can of local beer and a local pasty afterwards and all sorts of stuff as well. Now, at number seven, this was a, another park run actually, and this was in October. And this was my daughter, Bethany. She did a lot of running to get into our, into the RAF this year. And uh, she had to do treadmill tests and all sorts of stuff. But she said, well, I, I'm never going to run with anybody else, Dad. No, I, I don't like the idea of running with anybody else. Anyway, eventually, she was persuaded to do the Penrose Park Run in October. 
And she she finished in uh, sub 30, which was a big, you know, great target to aim for. And she did that. And then she said to me afterwards, she said, I've got to admit, I did actually enjoy that with all the other people. And I think I'm going to do it again. (laughs) And she has done a few more since then. So there we go. So if you're listening to this and you haven't done a park run and you're thinking, oh, should I do a park run? Then get out there and do it. But uh, that was my number seven in my favorites of this year. And of course, you know, what I'm talking about this year, of course, we've got to remember that there were lots of events that didn't take place, lots of organised events that didn't take place uh, because of the COVID situation. So it's, there's a limited field to choose from. But number six wasn't an organised event um, that was anybody could take part in. So back in January, Beth uh, was practising on the treadmill and all this, getting ready for a test for the RAF. And she came up with this crazy idea that she was going to run 24 consecutive 5Ks. And she decided to do them all at different hour of the clock. So she would do one at, you know, between 1 p.m. and 2 p.m., one 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. And she did them every day, 24 hours. Now, what she couldn't do was do them in order because of work commitments and things like that. But she did it. She did it. So there you go. So if you want a challenge in 2022, why don't you do that yourself? Try that. Get yourself a little course worked out. Uh, You can be different courses, obviously. And every single day, run 5K and then tick off all the hours of the clock. Now, I joined uh, for a few of the early ones. Um, So I think the earliest I did was 4 a.m. I've never run at 4 a.m. I did 5 a.m. I've never run at 5 a.m. either. So that was an interesting experience. You know, we're talking January. We're, you know, no one around, head torches, all that sort of stuff. And then the the last two we managed to do uh, consecutively because we did the 11 p.m. to midnight slot. So we did that. We went out in Truro. We did that. We got back. We had a little break. Then we went out again at midnight to do the midnight to 1 a.m. slot because it was on a different day, obviously. So there we go. So that was hugely memorable. And it was my it's made number six in my top 10 events and runs for 2021. Right, so number five was the Newport Marathon. Now, the Newport Marathon uh, was in, again, it was, it was the end of October 2021, and I had originally entered it in April 2020. And there were a couple of reasons for doing that. One is that it was uh, a planned training run. At that point in 2020, I was going to run, well, I did run the, uh, the classic quarter as a relay of two, uh, and my section turned into nearly 26 miles. But... I was also thinking it would be great to do what for me would be a third organised marathon. And uh, I originally entered the Manchester Marathon that year, but then Flybe went bust and the thought of driving from Cornwall to Manchester and then my Airbnb was cancelled or something. And Anyway, I decided then to switch to Newport uh, because Beth was in, in Cardiff finishing off her degree at the time in April 2020. So I thought that'd be good, you know, I could consider going to see her and doing that. Then that was put off as well, of course. Anyway, the long and short of it is it eventually happened in October 2021. And so that was my third ever proper organised marathon distance, having done Amsterdam in 2005. And I did the Eden Project Marathon, which I mentioned at the half marathon earlier in 2010. So if you want to do a marathon course on a very flat course, a very flat course, okay, Newport is the one. It wasn't a great day weather-wise, although I couldn't I couldn't really remember that afterwards. I, I just I, I enjoyed it. I really did enjoy it. It was great. I just I just loved the atmosphere of a big race, you know, and the start line and all that. Anyway, I got myself in the starting pen 
And uh, you, you'll know that I did a whole podcast episode about this a few episodes ago. So check it out if you want to know more about it. Um, but a couple of shout outs. One was to Stuart from the Running Is BS podcast, who I bumped into on the way around. And he gave me a little bit of a shout out on one of his shows recently. So thank you, Stuart, for that, if you're listening to this. And, uh, well, my time was 4.34. Now, my best ever time for a, a road marathon is 4.20, and that was 2005. So, you know, that's not bad, is it, really? I dropped, what, uh, 14 minutes in uh, 16 years. So, yeah, maybe I'll take that. <laughs> right, so top, top four now, top four. So number four was my 100th park run, which took place on July the 31st. And for those of you who do Park Run, you'll know that Park Run returned on July the 24th, having been absent since the first lockdown in March 2020. And uh, I haven't got the details to hand here, but it was something like nearly 500 days. I think it was 494 days or 93 days. I should know that. I haven't got the detail with me. Between the Park Run finishing and then restarting on July the 24th. Now, when Park Run finished, I was marooned on 98 Park Runs. And that was in March 2020, and my birthday's at the beginning of April, and I timed it so that my 100th park run was going to be right next to my birthday in 2020. So that was the plan, you know. Hey, great celebration, birthday, yippee, and 100th park run, fantastic. And also at the time, because I cricket is my main sport, I said that I was going to you know, do the park run dressed as a cricketer. So that's what I did. So the 100th park run in July July the 31st this year, so I got all my cricket gear on. And I just assumed with, you know, pads and the box and the thigh protectors and the gloves and the bat and the helmet, everything, I had the whole lot on. I mean, I didn't wear cricket boots, I wore normal running shoes. But apart from that, it was all cricket gear. And I just assumed I'd be really, really slow because, you know, in cricket, you run up and down the wicket, you know, in your kit. And that's, you know, that's hard enough as it is. And that's running about, what, anywhere between 18 and 20 yards. And you might do that three little shuttles if you take a three. And that's the most you ever run in that kit. And I was going to, so I was going to go basically from, well, somewhere between 55 and 60 metres to 5,000 metres, effectively, in the cricket gear. So I just assumed I'd be right at the back with the tail runners. But I just got into the ultra pace. Now, I did this at Trilitic in Cornwall, and my normal finishing time this year has been around about anywhere between 27, 27 and a half minutes. I've been pretty consistent with all my park runs there. So I just assumed that, you know, it would be, it would be really slow. But I set off at kind of ultra running pace and I just kept going. I kept going. I kept going. And I was just under 35 minutes. I, my exact time was 34 something. Well, I say my exact time. It was under sub 35. And then I ran my bat in at the end as well. So uh, great, a great way to do the 100th park run. And uh, yeah, and, and I should also mention my if any of my cricket buddies are listening to this, uh, we had a great cricket year because I do. I, I, I'm fortunate enough to play for the county age group team, and in one of those age groups, I won't mention which one. <laughs> it starts with a six nowadays. Bloody hell! And um, we uh, we actually won a national competition, so we uh, we got we uh, qualified because we were rubbish. In the first half, there's 33 counties playing this particular competition and uh, the top 16 go into the main competition and then all the duffers like us were in the what was called the VARs. So um, because we were way down, even in the VARs seedings, we were seeded 12th or 13th. We had a series of away games all the way through to the final. But we had a fantastic time and we kept going away and winning these matches against all the top seeds. 
And then we won the final. <laughs> and then one of our guys has written a book about it as well. So <laughs> brilliant. What a great day. Anyway, that was the 100th park run. Number three. Now, for those of you who've been following the story of running 44 at 60, you will know that, you know, t- my birthday in 2021, this landmark birthday, I was planning sometime in that year, not necessarily on the day, I was going to run uh, what would be the third marathon, you know, the third proper marathon. And I've already mentioned Amsterdam and Eden. And then, of course, I was at that business conference, that fateful business conference in February 2019, when I was a, a speaker. And I certainly uh, been inspired by Jim Lawless, who was the headline speaker, decided I was going to do the classic quarter, you know, 44, 45 miles ultra marathon, you know, and I just stood up and said, right, that's what I'm going to do. And everybody thought, guys, oh, this crazy guy who's doing this. And I got home and I thought, this is this crazy guy who's doing this. So um, anyway, so that kind of threw the third marathon idea out the window. But, you know, earlier this year, as you all know, we were pretty much in lockdown and well, we were in lockdown. And um, around about February time, and I'd been inspired by Beth's uh, 5K challenge, and I thought, well, maybe I could do a third marathon, and I'll just do my own course. So I set it all up, and my birthday was on Good Friday. So I set up to do the marathon, and whilst I tried to tell the whole world about my, you know, my my classic quarter run, which was going to be a few weeks later, um, I didn't tell anybody except my daughter Beth and my son Jim about the birthday marathon. So it was, uh, it was all set up, you know, and um, Beth made some excuse for going off early to do her voluntary dog walking that she was doing at the time. And Jim had got a bit of a niggle in his knee, so he was going to be the crew man halfway around, and then Beth was going to join me for the last six miles. So I got the course worked out, and I set off at 8 o'clock, all laden up with stuff, headed into Truro, ambling along. I was going to record some podcast material on the way around. Uh, so about, well, I don't know, three quarters of a mile in, I get to a place called Garrus Wharf Subway, and then I was going to go out and back, and oh, it was, it, yeah, all around. Anyway, I came out of the subway, and I could hear some noises out the other side of the subway, people talking, I thought, it's a bit unusual, it's eight o'clock in the morning, it's Good Friday, what's going on here? And suddenly there were four of my running friends, and Beth, and um, and, I'm, and I'm like taken aback, you know, now... And, and actually, it was quite emotional because they said, oh, we can't let you do this on your own. <laughs> I thought, wow, you know, and uh, it was just it was it was a magic moment. And um, and then amazingly, you know, it would Boris that week, that week at the end of March had just said we could then run in groups of six again. So the uh, prior to that, I think you could only run on your own or with maybe one other person. But he said you could go back to running in groups of six. So it worked perfectly. So thanks, Boris, for getting the timing right for my birthday. And, yeah, on the course, there were 15 people who joined in the run uh, to support me. So people would do their few miles and then they would drop off. And uh, for any of you who saw Elliot Kipchoge when he was in Venice and he did that sub-two-hour marathon, you know, the one that was all set up, and he had people dipping in and out as pacemakers, well, I felt like Elliot Kipchoge, Okay. <laughs> My time wasn't quite as swift as his, but the support, you know, and having different people all the way around. So anyway, I've listed everybody in the book uh, who supported me that day, but I'm just going to give them a shout out anyway. So in no particular order, well, it might well be in order. Let's see. But it was Adrian Tyers, Tom Moore, Claire Menzing, Andy Williams, Laura Paul, Mark Thomas, Imogen Palm and Kenny, Mark Trebilcock, Liz Trebilcock, Ralph Graves, Claire Palmer, Andy Seller, James Sketlawn, Helen Mitchell. And, of course, Bethany Lee and Jim Lee, who did the uh, crewing and, and did some running with me as well. And Beth, 
who organised it meticulously. And I had absolutely no idea, not a single inclination. I, I was, it was just a complete surprise. And what a great surprise on my actual birthday as well. And um, I was a bit taken aback, actually. And usually you get emotional, don't you, at the end of these long runs, you know, the end of these marathons. And um, and for me, I was hit emotionally within the, the first mile. You know, I was just a bit overwhelmed by it all. So it was amazing. So thank you very much to all of you for, for making that my top, my third best run of the year. So that was my top three, number three in my top ten. Number two was an event organized by Biz Vicken, if I've got that correct, David Andrew Arthur. Um, and that was very recently, beginning of December, the Ford San Miguel. It's St. Michael's Way, which is the north coast of Cornwall to the south coast of Cornwall. It was about 11 and a half, 12 miles across all different terrain. Uh, it started on a beach. It finished on a beach. It included a thing called the Pointless Hill, which was running down a long hill and running back up it for no particular reason. It wasn't getting us anywhere because we ended up at the same place, and that's why it was called Pointless Hill. But David, he does come up with some wacky ideas for runs, and he does organise them really well. So big shout-out. So have a look at his stuff. And I'm hoping he's going to come on the podcast in the new year as well and talk about some of his wacky ideas for uh, for 2022. But he does organise some great races. And Ford San Miguel is right up there. So if you want to do a really great race in December 2022, get yourself. I think you can enter now for the Ford San Miguel then. So great, great fun. Um, the weather was, you know, you can imagine it was all over the place in December and the last three quarters of a mile were along Marazine Beach, and you kind of got towards the finish. And uh, you could, I was a few people around at the place where you came off the beach, and I didn't, I didn't know it was the finish at that point. And you, you came off the beach, and there was the finish line. So I was expecting to come off the beach, and then, and I'd overtaken a few people on the beach because I was determined to keep running on the beach when they were all walking. So that was a great event. So that was number two in my top ten. And, of course, the number one, well, you know, it's obvious, isn't it, really? It has to be the classic quarter. Back in May, you know, the 44.8 miles, as it turned out to be, the fundraising and everything that went with it. There have been several episodes of the podcast this year devoted to it. But, uh, you know, what an extraordinary occasion. And this podcast started because of that. And I, I decided to keep it going anyway. But a huge thanks to everybody who, you know, was part of that, uh, you know, from people who, you know my family who were in the crew to all the people who've been on this podcast offering their advice and um, all the people who supported the fundraising as well and you're all listed in the book 12 business lessons from running an ultramarathon which I mentioned earlier which I'll give you details of in January so there we go I hope that's inspired you to think about some races that you're going to do in 2022 now if you do something really interesting in 2022, then do get in touch and let's do an interview with you. We do it over Zoom. It's very easy to do. And you can be on the podcast talking about and, you know, a really interesting event that you took part in. So it's dead, you know, dead easy. Just just drop me a, an email, podcast at trevorleemedia.co.uk or connect with me on LinkedIn or send me a message on Messenger and we'll get a recording lined up. So, you know, please come on the show. The plan is to keep the show going in 2022. Um, there'll be an episode roughly, I think, every couple of weeks. I'm not going to, you know, with my business podcast comes out every Monday regardless. But with this one, it's a bit more flexible. So there we go. That's the end of 2021, ladies and gentlemen. So it's been, you know, again... A pretty chaotic year for running. And also, I've taken over as the acting chair of the running club as well. I don't know how that happened, but um, that's happened somehow. And, uh, oh, God, I don't know what they've done there. Let me loose on that. Anyway, 
Listen, have great success in 2022. I hope Santa brings you all, you know, running, great running gear for Christmas. And um, do come on the show and tell us all about your great adventures. And thanks very much for listening to the podcast. And it would be fantastic if you could share it or comment on it on so about it on social media or and leave a review for the podcast as well. There's a way of doing that on your podcast app when you just get it on your podcast app on your phone, the show itself. Scroll down and you'll see previous episodes, and then below those there'll be a place to leave a review. You can click one to five stars and, and leave a few words. That would be absolutely amazing. So thank you very much for listening in 2021 and I'll see you in 2022.